Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hi. Hi. Wait, what? <laughs> Hi. I'm so sorry. Hello. Um, hi. So our first story is kind of our big crime story of the week. This story has been kind of a mystery for a while. I've actually thought of doing it several times on our um, Patreon show, Mysteries in the Macabre, and I haven't gotten around to it. But now maybe I will because there is kind of a conclusion to it. And that is the mysterious kidnapping of Sherry Papini. Have you ever followed this story at all? I know of Sherry Papini because it's a very popular true crime subject. Yeah. But I actually am not that familiar with the story. Okay. Well, when I do the case then I on can Patreon, go, you'll be like, whoa. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this story happened in 2016. She was missing for three weeks. She is a Northern California woman. And she told police she had been abducted and branded by two women who kept her chained in a closet. She gave an elaborate story of her kidnapping and treatment at the hands of these uh, kidnappers who all wore masks, spoke Spanish, and held her at gunpoint, according to Sherry. Now, Sherry, who is 39 years old, has been arrested and charged with making false statements to a federal law enforcement officer and mail fraud, according to the Department of Justice. So she was basically arrested for faking this kidnapping and crime. Honestly, that that's like the most embarrassing thing that can happen to you is if you get found out for faking your own kidnapping. Especially when you add elements that are kind of racist. Oh, totally. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you could have just made them white. She- <laughs> Like, why drag another, like, uh, yeah, you she, know? She's just a bad person. Very bad person. All, all around. So she has been ordered to jail because she is obviously a danger um, of being a flight risk. Uh, this Where's is this out of? In Northern Cal. Okay. No, I mean the paper. Oh, CNN. Okay. It's not a paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but it's literally on every website. So go find it wherever. So her husband, Keith, they've cooperated with law enforcement, but obviously, um, this has sort of pitted them against each other. Obviously, the husband is incredibly embarrassed. I'm sorry, uh, shocked by this. He, yeah. he like believed her. He's probably embarrassed too. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was a young mother right. when this happened. So she's still a mother. Um, her kids are old, older, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's. Uh, I saw something too with the guy. Um, basically what happened, he reported her missing because she failed to pick up their kids from daycare. The husband? Yeah. Three weeks later on Thanksgiving 2016, she was found alone on Interstate 5, about 140 miles from her home. Uh, I told you already, she said that these Hispanic women uh, kidnapped her. But DNA evidence eventually led police to her ex-boyfriend, who they are saying is now part of this crime. Like he is in on kidnapping her. So something went on uh, between them and then they staged this kidnapping. I have no idea exactly why. Um, But yeah, 
I'll definitely follow up on that story and do a full looks look into it. Um, I also saw this follow-up story, um, this woman, Sherry Papini. She is in a Sacramento, Sacramento County jail now. This is from New York Post, page six, so you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> He's her her lawyer is like she needs to um get out while she is waiting a trial. She can't stay in jail because she has allergies what? that affect her ability to eat the food that she's getting in jail. Uh so she's been not she's only been able to eat an apple according uh to this guy because she has severe allergies to whatever they're feeding her. I mean, I feel like I'm not 100% sure, but I do feel like they do kind of accommodate I would uh, some I, stuff. I don't know. I think especially a high profile person like her, you don't uh, think? I, I I agree they don't accommodate everything. But even that guy from uh January sixth got his special organic vegan diet that wait, he was complaining about. They gave him that? Yes. Oh, interesting. The guy, the um what's his name? The shaman guy or whatever. The QAnon shaman. I just think a high profile case, they're kinda like, okay, like because they don't want to get in trouble. Right. But who knows? Right. Uh, either way. Enjoy your apple. Uh, <laughs> sherry. Fucking Sherry. Okay, Courtney Cox had to sell her L.A. mansion recently because it was haunted. Oh, no. So during an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel this week, according to Vanity Fair, she revealed the series of spooky events that ultimately led her to list her Laurel Canyon mansion. Uh, so she said, I didn't believe it at first that there might be some phantom as Masgorgorical transpiring <laughs> on the property. I've never said phantasmagorical. Fanta- Tran- yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So she revealed that um, someone came over to help her do a seance to help her get rid of any evil spirits in the home. But she was so starstruck by Courtney that she wasn't really paying attention to the whole phantom element. So she didn't do a good job. She didn't do a good job, according to her. She said also that Carol King came over to her house. And she said that there had been a divorce that was really ugly and there was a ghost in the house. And I said, yeesh, whatever. But other people who stayed there also, like friends of mine, said they had encounters with a woman who was sitting on the edge of the bed. Hold on. You can get a ghost because somebody had a divorce in the house? In Hollywood, you can't. <laughs> That's how bad our divorces are. They're very toxic. I can imagine someone's like, there's a toxic divorce energy <laughs> I feel that like it's very Laurel Canyon. I feel like if you have a divorce ghost, it's not a typical ghost. You probably get like a Slimer or yeah. something. Yeah. So she said that she was already starting to get creeped out by her home when an interaction with a delivery man proved to be the final straw. I was at the house one day, not being a believer, and the doorbell rang. It was a UPS guy or something, and I opened the door, and he said, do you know this house is haunted? Uh And I go, yeah, why? Why do you think that? He goes, because there is someone standing behind you. And I was like, let's sell. I couldn't sleep there alone ever again, so she sold the home shortly after. This is such rich privilege. Like where you're like if you're poor, you have to live in your haunted house. Like you can't just move well, or sell. Like that woman on the ghost hunter oh, show. Yes, exactly. But that, that woman on the ghost hunter show that we we watched, and she had been living in this house that was very severely haunted. One of the most haunted houses I've ever seen. Absolutely. And this poor woman literally couldn't move because she was poor. She couldn't afford to move. Yeah. I mean, she can't even afford to go to a hotel for a week to get it 
cleansed or whatever. Like, right. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have that many options. Right. But if you're a wealthy person, you just go to your other LA home yeah. temporarily or to the fucking uh, Chateau Marmont while your house for is two months getting ghost fumigated. Yeah. So, okay. Now the creators of ice cream maintenance device that is this a new story? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's not Courtney Cox anymore. <laughs> I she has nothing was, to do with ice cream. I thought we cream. were going to get an ice cream <laughs> twist in And here. here's the ice cream story about the ghost. Uh, the people who maintain the ice cream machines are suing McDonald's for $900 million. Why are... Wait. <laughs> that is some wait abusive a, behavior. <laughs> wait a minute. The workers who maintain... Is it the workers? No, it's the people who made the technology. Oh, so the people, the worker, the people who invented the ice cream machines. The- no, they they cre- yes, it's they created a device to fix the ice cream machines. Oh, so this is a startup company called Kitsch. They created a device to fix these notoriously finicky ice cream machines at McDonald's, and they saw sweet albeit brief success with this. Now the company is shaking up the fast food giant in a new $900 million lawsuit, accusing the restaurant chain of ruining its business. Maybe their technology didn't work. Uh, So they filed this suit in Delaware uh, federal court, and they claim that McDonald's stole their technology to reverse engineer it and create their own competing product as part of an alleged multi-million dollar repair racket. Has McDonald's fixed their ice cream machines, though? That's, That's what we really care about. Because <laughs> I don't think they have. Because I've, I haven't heard any anecdotal evidence yet that ice cream is abundant at McDonald's. I've only had that happen to me one time. Where you got ice cream? No, I... Got, it was broken. Ugh, it's happened to me so many times. I uh, I was one of the people who was like, that's never happened to me. And then when it happened to me, I was like, no. Like, it was kind of like how I recently, everyone always complains about HBO Max and I've never had an issue. Right. And then recently I did. I was like, now I'm on board <laughs> the minute it affected me. <laughs> Before that, I was like, you whiners, yeah. get a faster in. But when it affects you, Desi, <laughs> when it suddenly me, it's a problem. So I love that this, I, first of all, I completely buy that McDonald's probably stole their technology of and thought it was like completely within their rights. Uh, okay. Have you heard about this huge LA mansion uh, in Bel Air? That was like $500 million or like a whatever, a billion. I don't know how much it was. $126 million, this house. It's hideous. I've seen a picture. It's It's 21 bedrooms. Where's this? Wait, can I see a picture of this again? It's, uh, it looks like. This is national news. Oh, wait, this is global news. It's, it's an, it's, uh, the most expensive house or the biggest house it actually isn't the biggest house in America I read because it's like the Biltmore, which is in North Carolina and was owned by the Vanderbilts, is bigger. I've actually been to the Biltmore. But the Biltmore is a cool old house from like the turn of the century or whatever. No, this is a huge new house. This is... It's hideous. This is from The Guardian. It's a 21-bedroom home. And it has like 42 bathrooms. I always like when it's someone has they have more bathrooms than bedrooms. I was like, you don't need that many more bathrooms than bedrooms. Like, here's what else I don't like about this house is that the house has its own name, and the name is the one. Yes, it is a hundred thousand square foot house. It has a private movie theater, a nightclub, and it has a bowling alley. I saw as well. It has pools like all over the place. 
like they're indoors. There's a huge one outdoors. And then there's one that like kind of wraps around a lot of the building. Uh, so this is a, this is one of the ugliest homes that's ever been built. According to many people who know, uh, it went on the market for a lot of money, but it was, it sold for half of its listing price. The listing price was $295 million. So it sold for, um, 141 million, uh, it's so hideous. Anyone who owns this house, all of their money should be taken from them. I agree. You should not own a house, even like a speck of a percentage point of this much money. <laughs> like it is crazy. Why do you have this much money? You obviously did something very bad. And how many guests do you have that you need a house this big? It's, no one needs this. It's too much. It's I don't understand it. It's like it's what? it's literally to be like I have a house. That's the, the biggest. biggest. That's like all it is uh, doing. It's grotesque. It is completely grotesque. I and it's hate not it. Even cool looking. It's ugly. No, like if you're gonna build a cool house that's that much money, at least it should be like most of the money should be like, and it has technology <laughs> that is like. Do you know what I mean? Like some kind of crazy technology. Like it's interactive or like. Oh, whatever. I don't want that. I don't-, I don't even want that either. But it's like this doesn't even have something where it's like, well, it's all the technology that costs a lot of money. Like it's ugly. It's ugly. It's hideous. Um, the location does look nice. I'll give them that. Uh, but yeah, so I'm glad that it didn't sell, and I'm glad some idiots lost a lot of money on it. Me too. Um. So. <sighs> I guess this week, Kim Kardashian and her divorce, she has been declared uh, legally single. So I guess they're still figuring out the details. They keep saying that. I don't know what that means. I've never heard that. I'm just saying, they keep saying Kim Kardashian is legally single. It's like, I've never heard anyone use that term before until this week. I guess what they're saying is technically they are single, but they're still financial um, property stuff they have to figure out or, or custody stuff. So they're not, she's not divorced is that what they're saying i i've literally never heard that distinction before <laughs> I either. i'm only assuming that it has to do with the fact that they're very rich okay that there's so much stuff they have to like parse that it's ridiculous but kanye released a video this week where he basically um <laughs> pete davidson like a statue of him is in it and he kind of destroys this statue uh in the video. So a lot of people are disturbed by that. I mean, let's be real. Any other person right now would have a restraining order against him <laughs> for doing this kind of stuff. Like I agree Kanye needs help, mental like mental illness help that doesn't excuse the fact that he is being uh weird <laughs> or uh, abusive and like stalkery with his ex-wife and with Pete Davidson. Like yeah. this is unacceptable behavior. Excuse me. It's Skeet Davidson. Skeet. That's what he calls him. Oh God. He, I'm sorry. <laughs> Skeet. What? A, that's not even a good insult. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Pete is, uh, and I saw a funny tweet where like, this is only, or actually I think it was DL Hughley. DL Hughley. He went on a rant with Con- on Kanye really? that was really good. On Twitter? Uh, it was posted on Twitter, but it might have been from something. And in it, he said something really funny where he's like, it's only going to make him fuck your wife harder. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's true. And in this article from page six, it, it does say it, it's brought them closer together, Pete and Kim. Yeah. I mean, the reality is this relationship probably would be over very fast if Kanye just let it slide 
Right? They're trauma bonding right now. Absolutely. This is going to make them have this bond They're forever. They're going to get married. Uh, we'll see. Now, another person who's going through it, Hilaria Baldwin has to take a um, social media break while her husband's on trial. Again? For- <laughs> didn't she... <laughs> Didn't she? Didn't we do an episode about her when that st- cucumber story was happening? Oh well, this was related to his wrongful death suit. Okay, uh, the shooting on so, the movie. So she's okay. I guess she also has. She's had. She's one of those people who takes hiatuses a lot. I think. Yeah. Right. I'm taking a sabbatical. <laughs> she goes to a yoga retreat. Then she's back posting her skinny um, videos, like having eight kids and still being like ninety pounds. <laughs> Uh, just from stretching. Um, so yeah, she's, she's off social media temporarily. Um, she's like, Hey friends, I'm going to take a social break. I promise I'll be back. I love you all and know you worry. So want to give you a heads up. I might check in from time to time, dropping you a photo and letting you know we are okay. That's not a break. Also, if you're, we're not worried. If you're, <laughs> if you're if you're saying you're taking a break, you can't just say it. She's saying what she's saying is I'm going to be posting less. Yes, just say that. I just love the idea that all of us are just so worried. It's like you're very rich. Yeah, you're very insulated from whatever you want to be insulated from. Yes, your husband is on trial, or not even on trial. It's a civil suit, so he might lose some of his money, and you'll still have a ton of money left. Right. Uh, I, here's who I feel bad for, the kid of the woman who died on set. And the husband. Yeah. Like, I don't feel bad that you have to stop posting your yoga videos. Right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it, it is pretty outrageous. Why? I, I just like, there's like, there's something about like, I get when sort of petty things bug, hurt you, like where you're like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to post. But like, then you you don't say those things out loud. Like right. you keep your petty upsets and stuff to yourself. You like tell your, we all have them. You tell your therapist that. Yeah. You tell your therapist that because that's where you tell all your most irrational thoughts are that might hurt somebody else, but you don't say them out loud. Or be- make you look bad. Because they might hurt someone else. Yeah. It's just like no no one would notice if you weren't posting. Right. Like I'm sorry. Go away. Um, and the last story I'm going to tell you is, look, this is a horrible man who deserves to be where he is, but I had to laugh and relate to this story about Harvey Weinstein. I showed you this story. <laughs> he was busted for smuggling milk duds into LA jail. And I have to say, that is exactly what I would be busted for if I was in jail, contraband food items. <laughs> And of all things, milk duds just killed me for some reason. The milk dud detail is what got me because first of all, milk duds are fucking disgusting. I'm sorry. Oh, I love them. What? They're so good. You like, I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, Obviously he is in jail for his uh, sexual assault crimes. Um, He is waiting prosecution in California on similar, similar charges. And on November 10th, so we're just finding out this uh, following, I guess, his he got a search because he's um, doing like interviews and sit downs with his lawyers here. It was discovered that he had milk duds on him. Uh, <laughs> Weinstein said in a statement, first of all, I love that there's statements about this already. This was an innocent misunderstanding. 
It will not happen again. I have been a model inmate following the rules and regulations, and I am sincerely sorry, but I just got to get those milk duds. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that there's an innocent mistake, like that you're getting contraband candy. Uh, so, yeah, he is awaiting trial now on 11 charges of rape and sexual assault. And uh, I guess that trial will be happening in, in California s- soon. I'm glad that he is uh, facing more charges because everyone should get their day in court, in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, that's our stories. We will be back after this break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do you got, Desi? We have some birthday shout outs. Sounds good. The first one is for from Bren, who we wished a happy birthday to a few months ago. Do you remember Bren, her 50th birthday? I her do. Her daughter wrote us. Uh, and now it is her daughter's turn. She is turning 28 on March 22nd. Uh, the daughter, we only have G. I can't remember her name because I couldn't find the old email. So happy birthday, G. Uh, we hope you have a fun day. Uh, Eating food, obviously. I just want to say that Bren went to Antarctica. I remember. For her birthday. I I honestly would love to know more about that. Yeah, I definitely would. She said, also she said her daughter, we are her favorite horny ladies. Oh, That's so sweet. They also sent pictures (laughs) of their cat. Yeah, and them together. Very cute mother-daughter. They're so cute. Happy birthday, G. Uh, another birthday shout out we have, it's another mom. Laura is wishing her daughter Mackenzie a happy 27th birthday. That was on March 3rd. So we're a few days late. Happy belated birthday, Mackenzie. I like that we have so many mother daughter, um, listeners. listeners. Don't you think that's really cute? I think it's so sweet. (laughs) Happy birthday, Mackenzie. Happy birthday. Have a fun day on Monday. (laughs) And every day. Yeah. Uh, This is a a listener named Vanna. Her 29th birthday is on Monday, this Monday coming up, the 7th. She wants to request her own birthday shout out. She said her boyfriend is too hopeless to pick up the hints she's been dropping for him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, that's okay, Vanna, because we are not that clueless. We are picking up the hint. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Have a great day uh, for sure. Now, our next birthday shout out is um from logan his girlfriend Lindsay turns 24 on march 8th a lot of birthdays this week a so, lot of pisces queens yeah so happy birthday he Who's wants this? to give this is uh Lindsay. she's turning 24 on march 8th he also sent us some pictures of the cats mr mao and figaro oh i saw these cats very very cute super cute and he said that we inspired her to do an old Hollywood-themed murder mystery for her birthday. That sounds fun. That sounds really fun. So happy birthday, Lindsay. Happy birthday. And thanks, Logan. Uh, then we have up next, this is Sean from the UK. He wrote us a really nice 
long email. He said he found us through Adam Buxton's podcast. We've got a lot of uh, people who found us that way. So mm-hmm. shout out to Adam Buxton. You should also check out his podcast. Um, so he is sending a, <laughs> sorry, I lost it cause he's writing about melon and I got distracted. Uh, everyone gets distracted by melon. I'm trying to find his partner's name. The, he said that they were separated. So this podcast, uh, really, um, helped them kind of connect while they were apart. Aww. So he wants to give a shout out to his partner, Karishma. Uh, she's also a great baker. I did check out her Instagram. He Ooh. sent us a link to her Instagram and she makes uh, really amazing looking baked goods. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out and happy birthday. Uh, but he, he wants to shout out his partner for his birthday so that he's giving his birthday shout out away. Well, let's find her handle. Uh, yeah, she is KB Bakes on Instagram. They hey. sent us a ton of cat pictures. One of their cats all has a very melon Look, KB Eats, I'm so sorry. KB.Eats. KB.Eats. On Instagram. Okay. Uh, And she has a lot of pictures of her cakes and whatnot. Did you find her? I'm following her now. Oh my God. Cool. I'm so hungry. I know. So yeah, check check her out. I think. Sambal cheese buns. Oh, she also made a, he said she made a Basque cheesecake too, which we were (gasps) just talking about. So. Thank you, Sean, for writing in and telling us all those fun things and showing us all these cats. A lot of cat pictures. I love it. Uh, So one last shout out, and that is to someone we know really well, Maggie. Maggie! Her birthday is on March 11th. It is not only her birthday, but it's her last day of work. We know she works at a salon or a um, like a spa yeah. in San Francisco, and she is embarking on a new career as a nine one one dispatcher. Okay, that's that, a very difficult job. That is look, both are stressful. Yeah, <laughs> jobs, but that is like a whole other level. So wow. Yeah, congratulations, Maggie. Uh, this is from your friend Leilani. They listen to the show uh, together. Religiously, she said. So that's really sweet. Yeah. Um, and good luck, Maggie. We can't wait to see what you do. Hear your stories. Maybe you'll write us <laughs> with some of your wildest uh, stuff that goes on there. Happy um, birthday, Happy Maggie. birthday, too. So, yeah, that's all we got. Well, unfortunately, I have the task now of reporting that we have to take a break on doing our birthday shout-outs because it's not that we don't enjoy doing them. We do, but (laughs) we've actually just been getting such a big influx of emails, of birthday emails. And we've realized we've like missed some and we feel really bad about it. And it's like, we go through this whole spiral, this whole shame spiral about it. So we just decided like to take some of the load off of us during the week because our email inbox has just been overflowing, which we really, we, we, we appreciate you guys like actually want us to shout out your loved one's birthdays. Like I, I, I can't believe it. So we're just going to take a break on that for a while. It's not that we haven't enjoyed doing it. We have, and especially getting to see everybody's cats, but yeah, we just, we have some other stuff happening right now. So yeah. Was that clear, Desi? Yes. Okay. Thank you though. But I hope you understand. I know. I, anyway. Believe me, we're nervous. (laughs) Wait. like telling listeners no about something. And I don't even feel like this is telling anyone no. It's more just 
we've missed some and we feel bad about it and we don't want to be put in that position anymore. We didn't like, th- this wasn't really planned. We didn't yeah. like, plan to do a birthday shout out segment. It sort of just escalated. Well, it just happened accidentally yeah. and it's, you know, and it's not that we, well, maybe we'll finally open up a cameo. Yeah. And we, we can keep track of things. We more. just, we, here's the reality. It's not that we're opposed to doing birthday shout outs. Cause we obviously love connecting with all of you. It's, it's not that at all. We just need to figure out a better system, and we don't have that system in place right now. We need to figure out either a separate email for birthday shout-outs or uh, a cameo system where yes. it's more personalized maybe, and we can dedicate. We, right. It's like a separate thing. We We're, don't have help right now also. Yeah. So it's all us, and you know, you, you know who we are. We can't fucking barely hold it together Dude, doing the show. So I, I've explained so many times on this show that my brain is literally Swiss cheese. And like I I don't want my Swiss cheese brain to disappoint listeners because I for, I forgot my friend Asha's birthday. Like and I felt terrible about it. Yeah. Anyway. And, and it's only because our email system is just not great right now. Yeah. So we need to So yeah. We're That's just that. we're taking a pause. That's okay. that. Okay. Let's talk about what we watched this week. Well, I finally started watching Euphoria. Did I talk about that last week? I can't remember. No. So I'm already into season two. There's only two wow. seasons. They're only eight episodes each, oh. so it's fast. Uh, I mean, what can I say? Of course I like it. It's a soap opera, basically. Uh, I think it's pretty well done. It's well acted. Uh, I know people... It's a huge source of topic or uh, debate online, but just go into it if you haven't watched it yet and just watch it as a, a soap opera because that's basically uh, the style of show it is. And then it doesn't have to be anything more. We like those shows. <laughs> I like that. We that's like my that favorite kind of type show. of show. I mean, I'm plowing right through it. Yeah. So uh, that's basically, I think, oh, well, I mean, obviously we watched Love is Blind. Oh. So oh, we yeah. should uh, shout out uh, Kara's podcast that we did that's posted now. It's up. Already, yeah, we did a two-hour recap. So if you want, <laughs> if you want two hours of hot Desi on Kara on Rachel action, <laughs> check out Kara's podcast, Everyone's Business But Mine. Kara is the queen of reality and pop culture recaps. She has a great podcast, and we were lucky enough that both of us got to be guests on it at the same damn time. Yeah. So we basically recap the whole season. Yeah. I mean, we go through everything. Uh, you can watch it all on Netflix if you haven't. Yeah. And I think I think it was really fun. I and I think fun. it's funny. Uh, so yeah, definitely check out that. So I did finish watching that. The season finale, I think, aired uh, last Friday. And now now the... Um, the reunion. The reunion. Did you watch it yet? I watched some of it. I didn't finish it. I watched it yesterday (laughs) and I was vibrating because everyone came for Shake. I was actually thinking, I was like, oh man, I kind of dragged Vanessa and Nick, but they did a great job. They did so good. But you know what? It was like a real turnaround. Like I don't regret what I said about them because it was accurate to what I had seen so far. So I'm glad that they turned around and I wish more... uh, I wish more reunion shows had hosts like that that right. were calling people out more. Like the most you get sometimes is Andy Cohen uh, lightly jabbing people, but nothing like what we saw. No, uh, this was sort of, for me, in my experience watching reality show tell-alls and reunions, this seemed this was unprecedented where the hosts were actually getting in on the action and like... 
saying, you're, you're an asshole. Like they were getting involved in it. I mean, you could tell that they had been pent up yes. for a very long time, <laughs> not being able to say anything. I mean, you can imagine what it would be like if we had shake in our crosshairs. Oh my God. Like we'd be going after him hard too and not letting him charm us at all or, or like, you know, gaslight and act like things well, weren't like, just like somebody said somebody, it was like either Nick or Vanessa was like, shake your gaslighting. <laughs> Well, I like to, like, when he's like, I'd be attracted to you, to Vanessa. I mean, it was just like, he's so gross. It's like, don't you know enough not to say that? Like, he's just he, so... He was like the Riddler, like the Joker. Like, he was just, like, trying to be a supervillain. It was just, it was cringe. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, he's awful. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's all I watched. What about you? Well, I'm halfway through the final season of The Good Wife. I can't believe I've plowed through this whole network television show. Oh, I show. started. I went to go watch it, but I, I couldn't find it. It's on Paramount Plus. Look, I signed oh, up for. Crime. I have Paramount Plus. <laughs> I didn't check that. Okay. <laughs> I always forget I have it. Yeah. I just I like to spend five dollars a month and never watch it. <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty sure I have so many subscriptions for okay. streaming services yeah. that I forgot about. Like I've said before. I don't even show. remember until I get my like little bill email. Yeah. Like you've just paid Paramount. I was like, Paramount Plus, what? <laughs> Shit, I better watch it to make up for my $5. No, it's on Paramount Plus. Okay. And it's like, oh God. I mean, it's such a good show. It's It's so not the kind of show that... I mean, it's a show I obviously avoided watching for a long time because it doesn't seem like on its face the kind of show I'd be into. But it is really good. And just like the guest stars alone on that show are incredible. Like that, the That's pe- like one of the last network shows I remember intentionally watching the pilot of. Yeah. Because I really was like, ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Because I like Juliana Margulies and I liked that it was... Because I think it came out right after the Elliot Spitzer stuff. Yeah. So it was very topical. And I, I remember thinking that it sounded good to me, but yeah. that, I don't, I, that was like one of the last network shows I watched in real time, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm excited now to go on Paramount Plus. <laughs> it's, it's good. I'm Is the last it. two seasons good or does it go down? I thought the first half of the sixth season was really excellent and really tense. Something horrible happens to one of the main characters. Ooh. And <laughs> And it's painful. It's painful in the way that, like, um, remember Reek's trials and tribulations in Game of Thrones where you're like, where you're just sort of like, can't they catch a break? It's like that for this one character where you just want them to have one win and it never happens. They just keep getting more fucked and more fucked. And it's so it's really (laughs) tense in the first half of the sixth season. And so I really enjoyed that. The latter half wasn't as compelling to me. And like now the seventh season is like, I mean, it's not, look, we all miss the one person. I'm not going to say who it is. We all miss the one person who's gone. Yeah. It's just, whenever a major cast member leaves, it's just really hard to recover. Yeah. You know what I mean? It changes the tone. It changes everything. It's like, I can't, I'm trying to think of an instance where it worked. Yeah. But I can't really off the top of my head. But uh, we're gonna finish finish it. We're gonna see it through. It's not that I'm not still enjoying no, it. No, I no. And it's just it's winding down. The series is winding down. I think they ended it when they should have ended it, and they were wise to not have it drag on. Drag on for fifteen seasons. Yes. 
Like uh, Grey's Anatomy. Dude, that show's been on for like 20 years, I feel like. I don't even think you're. that's a joke. No, I'm <laughs> dead serious. <laughs> like, I think you're right. I've never watched that show, but that show is an actual... That's like, like, remember ER was on for a very long time too, but I don't even yeah. think ER was on as I long as I think Grey's Anatomy has surpassed. Here's the thing with Grey's Anatomy. I watched like the first four or five seasons, I think. And that was also something I didn't watch when it aired. I binged it yeah. at some point. And that was like, I think I stopped and it was still airing. Like where, where I stopped, it was like I had caught up and then yeah. I just stopped watching it. And I was like, it's still going like... <laughs> I stopped so long ago that it's like, I don't, I wouldn't even want to try to catch up because it would be like 14 seasons or something crazy. And like, I kind of follow it like through social media. I'm like, oh, that person's still there because I know enough to know. Is Grey's Anatomy the show with much to say? I have no idea. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) No, I have no idea. What's the show that had that in it? What is that? (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Okay, there's some show that I never watched. There's there's a show that I never watched, but it had this song that I n- never liked prominently featured in it, and the song goes, mm, what you say? Mm, what you say? I mean, Do honestly, some right Grey's now. Anatomy person is probably like, you idiot, that is from Grey's Anatomy, but I just don't I'm, remember. That's but, Okay. Okay, I had to insert this part in here the day after we recorded this episode because I Googled it and... It's from the OC, and I totally knew that. I've actually never seen the OC, so you don't have to at reply me or email me. It's not from Grey's Anatomy. It's from the OC. You might like. I'm sure the first I'd like four. It. You might like the first four seasons because I think that's about what I watched, and I probably went a little over that. Yeah, but I, don't, I can't say I can't say past that. I think they should bring Nip Tuck back. That's what I want to see. Oh yeah, I would do that reunion. <laughs> they <laughs> that need would to be bring, good... bring it back. Yeah. So then other than Good Wife, you're not on anything else. You're going to need something. No, we're going to watch Severance next. Oh, yeah. I want to watch that. I don't know anything about it, and I don't want to know anything about it. I want to go into it completely blind. I don't want to know. Well, my friend, I don't know that much about it either, but my friend tweeted today, because I've been on the fence, but not, and his tweet made me want to watch it. He said, I like a show where you're constantly thinking Christopher Walken and John Turturro are going to kiss. And I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this show. Well, I, I didn't even know that they were in it. I think I knew John Turturro was. Oh, that's Or good. I think I, and Adam Scott is in it, I think. Yeah, I, I hardly know anything. I don't even know what the premise is, and I don't want to know. Yeah, I and I was surprised. like, this is the best marketing for a show to get me to watch. <laughs> this is my exact niche. I don't even know what it means. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Tokes. Because I was on her podcast this past week. It's up now. The name of her podcast is Tea for Two. And we had a lovely conversation. I've actually known Tokes for 10 years, but we reconnected through this podcast, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. She's an actress. She's absolutely beautiful. And she's a fan of the show and friend of the show. Yeah. So go check out her podcast and listen to my episode, episode 37. We talked about all kinds of stuff. It's a two hour and 22 minute conversation. She interviewed me. Wow. And we got into it. Yeah. We got into some interesting conversations. We, we're doing a lot of long podcasts 
<laughs> I, I feel like I've never done more podcasts in my life than I have right now. Well, we were also thinking like we our sometimes our podcasts are mostly like around an hour. Yeah. And it seems like people are doing much longer ones now. Yeah. We we do a lot of shows a week though. That's true. I think we just break. I'm not saying we should do more. I no. definitely <laughs> do not think that. <laughs> yeah. I think uh yeah, I'm just commenting yeah. on it. Yeah. I wonder if it's just because people want more podcast content. I think I think or people may be enjoying it more cuz I remember like back in the day it was like never over 45 like 45 minutes max like right. it seemed like there was that sort of guideline. Yeah. Not that we ever really followed it because we were always a little longer, but... I have podcasts I listen to that are like three hours long each and some that are like 39 minutes. I, I have like all over the place with the ones I, I listen to. I don't really mind no, I don't the time care. limit. Although sometimes I can't listen to it all in one sitting. Right. Uh, but I don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. I just pick it If it's up. good, I'll, I'll listen. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I actually was thinking, like, I would never listen to... Uh, myself on a podcast, but I was kind of like, I wish I had a, um, love is blind recap, (laughs) like ours, (laughs) but not with us. (laughs) Right. Like I want to, I guess maybe, uh, someone else has done one. I haven't seen it, Yeah, but I was kind of like, I'm not going to listen to ours though. Cause I know what we said. (laughs) Yeah. But I I was like, I want to listen to someone else's recap. Yeah. Uh, So I I don't want to listen to my dumb thoughts again. No way. I don't either. Someone else can enjoy those. Those dumb those thoughts are, for, for the those listeners. Are, those are for the <laughs> listeners. I I had to be shamed with saying them. I carry that shame. But I would love to hear someone else's dumb thoughts. I would I totally agree. Uh, absolutely. So yes. Are we moving on to food? What did you eat? I honestly have read a lot about food this week. <laughs> this is- I went on a rabbit hole of looking at things. And reading about food down to the point where I was like, I, I found like an old Hamantaschen uh, scandal online. Wait, what? A Hamantaschen? <laughs> yes. What, yes. Did, yes. What was it? That someone wrote an article about how Hamantaschen is bad. Oh. This is a few years ago. I remember ago. this article. Okay. Here's. Okay. I remember this article because a non-Jewish person wrote the article. Right? Yes. Now. I'd like to preface this by saying <laughs> I have famous, I am a Jewish person, for those of you who don't know, I have famously said and believed for most of my life that hamantaschen is one of our bullshit, not good treats, right. right? That was until I had a good hamantaschen, and it was one that I made myself, not to toot my own horn. But the fact that a non-Jewish person <laughs> wrote this article, I was like, hey... You don't get to say Absolutely. that. You don't get to say that. Well, <laughs> keep it to yourself. This is sort of unrelated, but uh, I posted a, a TikTok today on Twitter that I'm still laughing about, but it was like some tr- some fight in like a grocery store in the o- Ohio, I think. Uh, and it was like two couples yelling at each other, lots of obscenities. And there was a little girl there <laughs> trying to stop her mom from getting into this fight, calming her down. And then the other woman called her mom, you fucking bitch or something like that. And the little girl <laughs> said, don't call my mama a B word. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like exactly what you're saying. Like, I try to stop her from being crazy, but don't you call my mom a B word. Like that's you, that's not you, you know, I'm going to protect my fucking tribe or family or whatever. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, I get it. Like I get the hubbub 
Also, if you think that you can say it in a more delicate way, at least like here's a great hamatash and recipe. It's like, but why do you have to besmirch a dessert? You might not have ever had a good one of if it's not your culture. That was also the problem of it. It wasn't just that a non-Jewish person was saying that hamantaschen is bad. It's that they had their own, they're like, here's how to make it better. Yeah. Like, why not just present it as like, here's my favorite hamantaschen recipe or whatever. Like say that you can do it in a way that doesn't look like you're like, I'm superior. Right. I'm Christian. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's the hamantaschen Jesus would leave. It was just so funny. Cause the, cause the whole like subtext of it was like, you Jews don't even know how to make your own pastries. Let let a Christian show you, show you the way. And, and then the reality is the reason I came upon it is because a Jewish food blogger that I like saw that and got mad. And she also, like you, hated hamantaschen. Yeah. So she, so, but her, her, uh, she then tried to recreate and she's sort of on this mission. It's like her white whale to create the perfect hamantaschen because uh, it's, it's difficult. Yes. Beyond whatever the flavors might be, because there's a, you know, there's lots of different fillings you can try. The problem, t- I think, seems to be the dough. Uh, getting the right dough that's soft, but you can still shape it and it doesn't leak whatever your filling uh, might be. Well, so it's like a it's like a technical aspect to it that is difficult to master. But also that the dough isn't tough because that's yes. the problem when you're handling dough like that. It can be and you're shaping it into a shape. It can very very easily get tough. My favorite hamantaschen recipe, and this is the one that I made a few years ago, is from the New York Times, and it is a the dough, like the cookie part, is orange zest scented. It's like mm, it has an orange zest and it's filled with poppy seeds. And I love a pastry or dessert with poppy seeds. It's very Russian. It tastes delicious. I ate a lot of poppy seed desserts growing up. What I, is the poppy seed mixed with? Like honey. Oh, okay. I don't remember exactly, but, but it's. But there a, must be something. It's sort of like a, if you've ever had. Um, one of my favorites is this like Russian poppy seed roll and it's like a roll with this pot. It's that, that same kind of poppy seed filling inside of it. Yes. So it's, that's in the hamantaschen and the dough was really good cause it, t- it tasted, it flavorful. was just like a, it was flavorful, but the dough texture itself was very buttery and shortbread esque almost. Right. I can't describe it. All I remember is it was good. Uh, anyway, I, I found a, re- so I, I was, I ended up reading a lot of recipes and I, I found one I think I want to try. The filling is apricot and date, mm. which sounds really good to me. That sounds good. Uh, so, but, but maybe, maybe I'll try a few different fillings because once you make the dough, I'm sure you can almost try uh, uh, any filling. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll look into that. Maybe we can do it together and have a baking day. Let's do it. I would love to make those again. I have to go get poppy seeds at the store, but um, let's do that. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I was looking at some because that's um, Purim. Purim, yeah. That's a Purim uh, dessert. And then I was also reading about Purim because there's a pasta as well, the triangle pasta. What is it? Kerplak? Kerplak? Yeah, something like Kerplak. that. <laughs> I'm sure I'm fucking it up, but it's something like that. Yeah. You don't know it? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, anyways, triangle food is like You're part s- of uh, Purim. Look, and there's a reason for it. Yeah. Look, I know a lot about Jewish history. <laughs> I read some some fucking blogs today. It's honestly, I don't want to say stupid because I don't want someone coming for me. Um, But it's honestly like 
It's just so silly to me. The whole reason for the triangle is because you're making fun of the guy's hat. Yes. It's like, but I like those details of how, how traditions start, even though they're sometimes have very silly origins. Yeah. I just don't know a lot about Purim. So I was like reading some about the food, basically, obviously. It's not a holiday that I celebrated growing up, although I did go to a hand, I did go to a Purim party as a kid and dressed up as Cinderella. When is Purim? Like next week? Yeah. Yeah, Fuck. soon. Well, we got to oh, make There's those... also uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day coming up too. So I was, <laughs> that's when I looked up my rainbow pot of gold cookie cutter because I was like, oh, I want to make, because uh, I like doing my cookie decorating. So I was like, I'll get some shamrocks and maybe they have rainbow pot of gold cookie cutters. They do. And then when they're not cookies, they look like a huge floppy penis <laughs> with like a huge bush. Did you see this cookie cutter I posted? No. I was like, I, I, I was like, I was like rainbow with a pot of gold. And so you see the cookies decorated. They're very cute rainbows with a pot of gold. Then when you go to buy the cookie cutter, it looks like a huge floppy penis <laughs> and the cloud is like a it's huge pubes. bush pubes. And then the pot of gold just looks like the head of the dick. It's the most... I was like, well, maybe I can make dick fucking cookies. You know what? That's a great cookie cutter shape because you can repurpose those for bachelorette parties. Yes. Or a bris. (laughs) (laughs) Or a bris. Everybody everybody ceremoniously (laughs) bites the head off of the the cookie. Uh, So anyway... Oh yeah. my god. I'm that's looking so funny. So hopefully we'll have more food content. Yeah. I mean there's so many like honestly like I'm not religious or anything but there's like so many of the Jewish holidays I celebrated as a kid growing up was like I just remember a lot of of it was like solely food driven. Well, I think that's what's great about every religious holiday. They have food. Yeah. Like related to them, and that part I'm very interested in. Me too. So that's what I was kind of going through. Uh, and we should do pa- we should do Passover. Like I was telling you, my mom sent me a picture of hot cross buns today. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, I fucking love hot cross buns. I that's a food I honestly don't know that I've ever had a good one. Like well, I've gotten them mostly dry okay. and like day old. Well, I've had the good ones. Did you get ruli? Only Ruli hot cross buns when I was a kid. Do they just start selling them the whole month before Easter or it's, when Lent starts like or whatever? A, my mom texted me the exact dates that she because I I was like mm, those look good and she's like but you can only get them. Uh, I what did what did she say? I was mad that she texted me a picture of them. Look at them; they look so good. My mom would always buy these ones from Emporio Ruli, which is in Larkspur in Marin County. Oh yeah, those look really good. And this is like the best hot cross bun I've ever had. She said it's hot cross bun season only from now till Easter. Yeah. Too, too bad I already bought a panettone, and then I saw these, so I had to buy four. Healthy eating month starts in April. Okay. So you know what. That, those Go, look good. The, but I, maybe we should make hot cross buns. That would be a very interesting... Because it's uh, just like a yeasted bun. Uh, bun and With has like raisins. citrus and raisins, right? Uh, and the little pastry cream cross. Oh, yeah, I got to make the cross. I got to make that creamy cross. <laughs> um, Jesus died on that creamy cross. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, please do not add us. Um, okay. Uh, Look, I think I think it's safe to say that the person who was a really big fan of Billy Graham doesn't listen to our podcast anymore. No, they're gone. I think that lady's gone. They're back in church. They've repented for she, listening to us. She, yeah. 
<laughs> um, okay. That's well, it. Bye. Bye.